Folks, there's a lot to talk about right now because apparently the zombies are coming for SpongeBob. Springfield is cooler than Westworld. And Dick Grayson proved that with Batman training, you can beat up a Witcher. So I know what that means. It's time to get into this week's Watchers. You bet your ass Welcome to Geekology 101. My name is Diego, and let's get into this week's Watchers. Just as a reminder, this is a segment from our show where we dive into the stats from the previous week's viewing across the U.S. Uh, basically, we break it into two categories. One is the viewing for overall series. This is for anything in, from streaming services to live television, and then we focus in on the digital original, so the content that is produced by streaming services and only for the purpose of digital. Uh, pretty interesting developments this week, of course, here, um, well, not here in the U.S., everywhere in the world, uh, we are all much more shut in than usual uh, because of the coronavirus epidemic, and um this is uh, a time where I think a lot of people are sitting behind a screen and catching up on some binge watching. So in the overall category, we still see SpongeBob up at the very, very top of the list, maintaining its position in the number one spot. But we see The Walking Dead rising, continuing to rise. <laughs> no pun intended. Get it? Rising, like rising from the dead because they're, they're, they're zombies. Yeah, anyway, okay, uh, yeah, so the, the Walking Dead has been rising, and it's gotten up to the number two spot, uh, still about four million or so away from being able to catch up to SpongeBob, but it's working on it. We got that season 10 that is currently airing for The Walking Dead, so clearly people are watching. Game of Thrones. So this is uh, unfortunately not one to celebrate too much. Um, Game of Thrones reached up to the number three spot in the overall category. That may be due in part, unfortunately, to the fact that Indira Varma, who um, played El Ilaria Sand, um, the mother of the, the what was it they were called, the three sand snakes or sand vipers or something, um, three chicks who were really deadly. Um, this actress, Indira Varma, and the actor Christopher Hijvu, who played um, Tormund Giants Bane, um, both of them were diagnosed with the uh, with COVID nineteen, and uh, so that may have sparked some interest in seeing their characters on screen. Uh, it's an unfortunate thing, but um, it did bring up the uh, viewership of Game of Thrones overall up to the number three spot uh, with seventy six million views. Then uh, My Hero Academia bumped down to number four. Uh, continues to make waves that anime. I really uh, will get around to watching it sometime. Stranger Things keeps its spot at number five. Saturday Night Live, unfortunately, has dropped. And that, of course, is in great part due to the fact that um, NBC shut down production of this and many other live shows uh, on March 16th, I think it was. So for that reason, Saturday Night Live is not going to be airing any new content that uh, I'm aware of until further notice. Steven Universe uh, is at the uh, number seven spot. The Simpsons rose up 
in the top 10 category, the overall category to uh, spot number eight. And uh, I think that the fact that The Simpsons is up in the number 10 category kind of maybe shows the fact that people are desiring something lighthearted. Not that The Simpsons is always lighthearted, but you know what I mean. Something uh, just bland, you know, not bland, but common entertainment, just good laughs, you know, in the midst of all the craziness that we're experiencing at this period in our history. Um, Then we got Westworld, which started airing a new season. And Westworld shot up to the number nine spot in the overall category. Um, The Simpsons beat them out, which is interesting. I guess people prefer to laugh more than uh, the drama of Westworld. And then uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine shot up to the top 10 category in the number 10 spot. Let's look at the digital originals. This is pretty interesting. So Stranger Things still retaining its number one spot in the digital originals category. Unfortunately, Netflix also shut down the production of any live action series this previous week. Um, These stats, by the way, are covering March 15th through March 21st. And um, that week, Netflix decided to shut down live production on any of its shows. So Stranger Things season three, season four is unfortunately on hold. The production for it is on hold, which undoubtedly will result in some delays and the release of the fourth season of the show. But still sitting up at the throne Number one spot, Stranger Things in the digital originals category. Star Wars The Clone Wars cartoon series retains its number two spot, uh, followed not too far away, which may indicate that they might lose the number two spot. Um, Star Wars Clone Wars just started a brand new uh, story arc. So we had the uh, Echo story arc from episode one through episode four. And that was concluded in episode four. Great story arc. It was fantastic. And then episode five brought in a new story arc uh, dealing with Ahsoka Tano. And so uh, which Joshua and I meant to do a review for, we didn't quite get around to it. But honestly, the it was awesome to see Ahsoka. It was awesome to see her come back. If I remember correctly, the episode picked up immediately after the very last thing that we saw from her, which was her walking away from the Jedi Temple in Coruscant, she gets on a speeder bike, and as she's going in the speeder bike, uh, her speeder bike starts to fail, and then she basically shoots down and crashes down into the lower sections of Coruscant. Coruscant, of course, is kind of like the capital city of the Republic. That's where the Senate is. We saw a lot of it during the prequel movies, episodes one through three. And it's, of course, something that is shown has been shown plenty of times in the Clone Wars cartoon series throughout its previous six seasons. But this is, I think, the first time that we actually get to see the lower parts of Coruscant. Coruscant is a very futuristic-looking city. And so what you have is basically these enormous, enormous uh, structures, buildings, and formations that stretch up into the heavens and the entire uh planet it seems is covered in all these structures right so what ends up what ends up being created are basically like stratas of society which is really interesting like these layers of society and so in the top layer the high layer of coruscant 
that's where you have the Senate and the Jedi Temple and a lot of governmental buildings and a lot of the rich people, right? The, the wealthy individuals live up in the higher sections of Coruscant, but in the lower sections is where the uh, where the, the poorer people live, the hardworking blue collar type of people from the planet. That's where they live. And that's where Ahsoka lands. And she gets mixed up with some pretty, a couple of interesting characters, these two sisters who got into, into some kind of deal with a mob like group. And Ahsoka tries to help them navigate that whole thing and save their lives and stuff. So it was, it wasn't a bad episode. I love the fact that we're finally back to Ahsoka. I love the fact that we're going to get to eventually throughout this new story arc, we will get to see her evolution. And hopefully by the, by the time that season seven ends, we'll see her crossing paths again with Anakin. I hope. Um, I also hope that we get to see obviously a bridge to where she um, is before we see her again in the series Rebels. The cartoon series Rebels. I hope that this kind of bridges that gap. Um, there is some of the stuff that is bridged by a book that was released, a novel that was released that is actually canon, that is part of the official storyline for this character. It's a, it's a novel called Ahsoka. And uh, I read part of it. I never finished it. I have the audiobook um, that I need to get back to at some point because I do want to see where it actually bridges, how it bridges with the uh, the events of Star Wars Rebels. And of course, I'm even more interested now because of the fact that we're going to get to see her in her day in live action debut in the Mandalorian season two. So anyway, having said all that, you know, the first episode featuring Ahsoka episode five of season seven of Clone Wars, it wasn't as action packed as the first episode of the season, uh, which introduces to the Bad Batch and all that. It wasn't that action-packed, but it was still enjoyable. It was still good. And, you know, I'm very looking forward to seeing what they do with the, with her character throughout the rest of the season. So for that reason, I have a suspicion that the number three spot be, right now is being occupied by On My Block, this teen drama series on Netflix. And I have my suspicion that starting probably next, next week, it's likely that On My Block is going to have taken over uh, the number two spot. Very possible. Um, but yeah, still right now, number two spot occupied by Clone Wars, number three spot by On My Block, which shot up a huge percentage from last week. Uh, it took the spot of The Mandalorian, which sat at season, which sat in the number three, uh, sat in the number three spot last week. Uh, now The Mandalorian was bumped down to the number four spot. And um, still though, you know, at the within the top five, having finished its season uh, quite a bit ago, and we can only cross our fingers and hope that it doesn't affect the uh, production with everything that's going with the corona, going on with the coronavirus and that it doesn't have any kind of delay for the release of season two, which is happening in the fall of this year, supposed to happen at least. In the number five spot is Titans. So Titans, I finally got around to watching the entire first season of Titans, and I have so many thoughts, um, positive thoughts, and I'm going to share them with you in our next episode, which is going to be fully dedicated to a review recap and some theories about season one of Titans as I get into season two on the DC Universe app. The Witcher bumped down, uh, beat by Titans, bumped down to the number, uh, what is this, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6 spot. To the number 6 spot is The Witcher, followed by Star Trek Picard, um, which also dropped down from the previous week. 
then uh, rocketing into the top 10 digital originals category is this show Elite. Now, Elite is a show from Spain. It's a Spanish thriller, teen drama type of thing uh, produced by Netflix. And um, apparently, I, I haven't seen anything, any, 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 even a bit of this show, not even a trailer or anything, but apparently it's that good because it aired a new season and immediately it shot up in the rankings and people are pretty much raving about it. Um, Narcos dropped down to the number nine spot within the top 10 digital originals category and Castlevania dropped down to the number 10 spot. So, of course, we have these two teen dramas on my block, Elite shooting up within the top 10 categories. You can only assume that this has a great, great deal to do with the new seasons being released, but also with the fact that teenagers are sitting around at home much more than they usually are right now. And they need stuff to do. Even though virtual school is happening for a lot of kids throughout the country here in the US, um, I imagine that, you know, in the rest of the world, similar stuff must be must be happening. But even with that fact, Uh, it's still a lot of time indoors. And so kids have to fill it with something and teenagers are clearly flocking to these two series on my block and elite. Uh, So very interesting that they're breaking through pretty strongly into the digital originals, top 10 category. And uh, that completes our list, basically our rankings. Uh, So basically as far as the, the actual production companies of these shows um, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six Netflix shows again, uh, which we had the same last week, I believe. We've got CBS All Access still making its appearance there because of Star Trek Picard. Um, Disney Plus with still Star Wars doing the heavy lifting in the form of Clone Wars and The Mandalorian. You also, you have to wonder, let me pause there for a sec. Because with everything that's going on, halting production on so many shows, we already know that Disney that Disney Plus has many shows that are in peril of um, meeting their release dates because of this whole halt to production. You got the Falcon Winter Soldier, uh, you got WandaVision, Loki, and the Mandalorian season two. I'm not sure exactly if all of uh, the season was already shot or not, or if this is also affecting them. Hopefully they made it to post-production so that all that's left is stuff that can be done remotely or behind closed doors and uh, the, the production can continue safely for the staff. But Disney Plus can only hold out so long with just two heavy hitters. You know, here we got Netflix, which has shows of the caliber of Stranger Things on my block, The Witcher. Elite, Narcos, Castlevania, and there's many, many more. And there's such a wide spectrum of shows on Netflix that could at any point go viral, shoot up in the top 10 category, whereas Disney Plus has to rely on its movie library, its old series library, and these two new shows in the form of season seven of clone wars and season one of the mandalorian but again these shows are not going to go on forever in popularity new content needs to be released by disney plus to keep people entertained enough and interested enough in keeping that subscription going so you know it just makes me wonder how long these two shows could do the heavy lifting for disney plus 
before Netflix ends up eating up the majority of the spot. Well, it's already holding the majority of spots in the top 10 category, but it could very easily with another show that airs a, a new season, take up another notch in the top 10 and debunk one of star, one of uh, Disney Plus's shows. So we'll see. I mean, for now, Clone Wars is number two. Mandalorian is number four. They're still doing incredibly well. Let's see what happens in the coming weeks as this whole quarantine and mandated lockup continues for a lot of households. We'll see how Disney Plus fares and how, di- how Netflix fares as well. So a uh, pretty interesting week in the watching analytics, and I think that'll do it for this episode. Really looking forward to seeing how things evolve in the coming week, and we will bring you that report next week before the midpoint of the week, letting you guys know what y'all have been watching. So until the next time, please, if you love this show, guys, show us some love. A five-star rating will go a long way on whatever app it is that you happen to listen in, listen to us in. Um, if you love the show, write us a review. Let us know what you love about the show. We would really appreciate that. Share this episode or share the show in general with a friend that you know is into geeky stuff. Trust me, anyone who's into podcasts is always looking for different points of view on the different properties that we love. Share with somebody. It may make their day. You can write us at g101podcast at gmail.com with any questions, comments, suggestions. We're always looking to grow. So let us know if there's something you feel we could be introducing into the show. We'd love to take it into consideration. And you can also find us on social media. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. You can find us at G101Podcast. Until the next episode, folks, stay happy, stay safe. We'll catch you on the flip side. Peace. Well, since you're still listening, and I did mention that Ahsoka Tano audiobook during the episode, you can get that audiobook completely free if you've never tried Audible.com. Audible is the app of choice for me and for Joshua. That's how we listen to our audiobooks, and we're constantly consuming audiobooks on there. We love that platform. You can take advantage of a first month free on Audible by going to audibletrial.com slash G101. That's audibletrial.com slash G101. You can pick the the Ahsoka Tano book as your first book for free. The entire thing, once you have it, it's in your library forever. You keep it, re-listen to it as much as you want, rewind, fast forward, whatever you want. It's a great book. It's read by the voice actress uh, who plays Ahsoka Tano in The Clone Wars, uh, an actress called Ashley Eckstein. She does such a great job bringing her to life and narrating the entire book. So if you're into the character or if you want to learn more about the character, get that first book for free on audible.com. Again, just go to audibletrial.com slash G101. You'll be helping out the show, and Joshua and I will love you forever and ever. Thanks, guys. Bye.